Christopher Taylor. Many of you know the story, you go on Google, you can check it out. I started my first company at the age of 12. Yes, it is true. I made 3D video games and sold them to my peers at school because we could not afford them at our house. Um, the first house that we lived in sat on a tin roof, had a cinder box, had no hot water, cesspool in the back. My parents decided to make an investment in a book, challenged me to make video games, start my own business, and I did it by going to school and actually applying some of those skill sets. By the time I got to eighth grade, I was making more than my father. By the time I got to high school, I had a successful internet company that I started to help other high school students find employment online. So I created a little monster.com, but for high school and college students. That company ended up being pretty successful. Um, I had a couple of employees that worked for me. My high school history teacher and some other adults ended up working for me. I raised $750,000 in cash as a junior in high school. I think I was around 16. After being turned down by investors about 80 some odd times. Company valuation in high school was $3.5 million. I made my first million when I was in high school. Still could not get a girl's phone number, but not. <laughs> Started another company, an international IT consulting firm, had 35 employees, most of which were major pharmaceutical and insurance companies. I retired at the age of 19. Um, but now I spend my time going around to community organizations, teaching other entrepreneurs how I did it and how they can do the same. going to be a fun one today, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, what are we talking about? Well, today we're going to talk about God, Starfish. Should I well, turn on the music again? Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> All right. So this is the story of Gary and Anita Dorios. Gary and Anita Dorios gave $1.4 million to a Ponzi televangelist named Efrain Taylor. He used the money for something crazy. <laughs> so Starfish, what did he use his, the, all this money for? And uh, who was this guy? Okay, so let me give you a little backstory before I tell you what he used it for. So this guy, when he was really young, he claimed anyway that he was like a genius billionaire who had sold off some technology or software or something. There's a lot of videos out there of him when he was kind of young. And so because of that, in his communities, he was the son of a preacher, I think. And so he had a lot of connections with the religious communities, especially the black communities in his area. I think he's in. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. I thought it was Atlanta. Okay. So actually I think he goes all over the United States. So he yeah. goes around to these churches and he tells them, Hey, I have this really great plan for you. It's an investment. It's a 20% guaranteed investment, which is a red flag immediately. But because he was sponsored or like brought in by the people who ran the church, a lot of the parishioners thought that he was a decent guy and thought, well, this has got to be real. They were investing in like a laundromat for low income people in the area. And 
these people were really inspired by him. I mean, there's stories of a lot of his people feeling very inspired by what he was saying and how he said it because he went around and preached this stuff. So he was able to swindle like $11 million out of people. Actually, I think it's more than like 15 to $16 million out of people over a number of years. Wow. And so did the this whole thing with him start in 2013 or was it before that? Um, I think he had been doing it for a number of years before that. And then he was caught in 2013. But I don't think he was actually arrested for another couple of years. He just went missing. Right. Because these investments weren't returning anything. <laughs> so right. they were like, hey, where's our money? I thought you said we we're going to get a 20% return. And they were waiting for it and waiting for it. And they couldn't, they weren't getting it. And, th- and they were calling him and he wasn't responding. <laughs> he just went missing, basically. And so they went to the church and they said, hey, we just gave like $1.4 million to this guy. You know him. You brought him in. Like, what? where'd he go? And one of them was Joel Osteen. One of them was this other guy. Um, can't remember his name, but he's not very famous. Mm-hmm. The mega church, huh? The mega, the mega church. churches. Yeah. The, he went the to these Joel big, big Osteen. Uh huh. And that's. <laughs> that's what the music is about. Because that's the, that's the vibe. Right. Yes. So. When Gary and Anita wanted to know where their return is, they were unable to find him. Turns out he and his wife, so this is Ephraim, I think is, is, is how they pronounce his name. They had been using this money on a music career for her. Like, uh, what kind? What, was she going to Juilliard? <laughs> that would have maybe made it a little less harsh of a blow <laughs> for these people. <laughs> but no. Uh, it was because she wanted to be like a pop star. Really? Okay. To hear Let's hear it. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Like, how does a billionaire move? Like, are they like, <laughs> like is it like Jeff Bezos or you know, <laughs> one of those? Very bad. Uh, I move like a billionaire. Like, what kind of that's just really that's the word I'm thinking of. Like, what kind of balls does this lady have on her? Right. Like, I'm a I'm a billionaire and I stole all your money to get me. right. Yeah. I mean, most billionaires do, but I'm just saying. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, loud shininess in that video, too. Like, yeah, there's a lot of a bling. Yeah, bling. Yeah, I have a playlist that I've attached with this episode, and I'll put it in there so everybody can watch it. And it's not on her channel, so they won't make money off of it. Somebody else stole it. Thank goodness. Oh, that's good. Mm hmm. Because I don't think they should still be able to make money off of this thing. They owe $15 million in restitution. So wow. they were caught. Thank goodness. 
like a couple of years later, somebody found them in a beauty salon. The beauty salon people put the pieces together. It's an interesting story of this, the lady who kind of figured oh, yeah. out who they were. <clears throat> the salon owners, yeah, they they uh, realized that something was up with that lady. Yeah, with the wife. And then he was coming yeah. in and out. Her name is Michelle, I think. And he was coming in and out too. And they started putting like, you look familiar. And they had been seeing all these videos of how these people had scammed people. Oh, yeah. From, yeah. So they were caught finally. And they, well, he was at least caught. I don't think she ended up, I don't have any record of her getting in trouble. Because, you know, she might have not known where he was. I don't want to speculate. Right. Sentenced to prison. Uh, wow. They've been sentenced in connection with the fraud scheme they per- perpetrated while officers at the city capital corporation the scheme victimized over 400 people who invested wow. over 16 million dollars and th- that one couple that you mentioned earlier i thought i read they they invested like 1.4 million yes with him wow. so basically their entire life savings like all their retirement accounts like pretty much everything they just gave it to him and i think their mother as well so it's like a whole family worth of stuff there yeah Just like yeah poof gone up in that music video <laughs> like, in, the, in the one in the one music video yeah but, yeah i don't know if they lived off the rest or i don't see any more videos out there of them but the lawyer who's taking all these cases she said there's she just hears story like story after story after story of people like that who this is their retirement their life savings and also that they can make a music video Well, and what I think is sad, too, is like they so they're doing it at all these like really big churches that are pretty well known in the United States, like Joel Olstein. Everyone knows who that clown is. And also Eddie Long, was it or something? I think was his name. I think that is him. This is the one who not not Anita and Gary, but I think somebody else. Yeah, there was someone else with that one where it's like, you know, all these people come to this church and they want to trust these big time pastors because they feel like they know what they're doing right so they're like oh well he's telling me you know about this guy and like it was kind of gross how this efron went out in front of all the people and he's like out there touting like hey everybody did you want to invest in god today invest in yourself like all this crap you know that he's just like making everybody believe in church oh yeah i have i have some of his uh preachery stuff oh yeah I guess he was a son of a preacher, so he, you know, grew up with that culture. Right. Right. When you hear it every day, it probably came naturally to him to know the language and to be able to inspire people. Right. And, yeah. And, and that was the thing. They they all thought, I heard this a lot from um, reading a lot of their stories, is that they felt like they were doing God's work because they were investing in laundromats and low-income housing. Yeah. housing. yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Just terrible to feel... Like you're giving your money to this stuff and turns out it's actually for crappy music video. And I would weep throughout the entire praise and worship. And it, the Holy Spirit did something that had never happened before. I'd never been in his presence like that. Being moved by the Holy Spirit is a hard act to follow. Taylor did his best when he was invited to a Lakewood church classroom presentation to several Lakewood Church volunteers 
about biblical financial principles or stories in the Bible that promote prosperity. Anita was in attendance at Lakewood Church. Biblical principles is investing wisely, responsibly, and for the purpose of furthering the kingdom, but also God wants us to be prosperous. There was a series of different seminars over a period of several weeks, and one's called Don't Bury Your Talents. During Taylor's seminar in Lakewood, he lures potential investors in with the Bible's Parable of Talents. In it, those who take risks and invest their talents or money are rewarded, while those who bury or do nothing with their talents are punished. You want to be a wise investor. You want to be wise with wealth that God gives you. And I really appreciated the fact that, you know, he understood me coming from a Christian perspective, and his dad was a pastor. So those were, you know, some of the reasons to want to trust him. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So he swindled, you know, just millions of dollars off of these people, lied to him about what the investments were. I think I saw that they went to try to find the address of his business and his home, and it was like a P.O. box in a UPS store, you know, super shady stuff. There was also a woman that was working with him, and she was like, yeah, I kind of had a feeling that this wasn't on the up and up at some of the meetings she was having with him. And then, you know, some of the people got mad and like went to that office. Uh-huh. You know, they kind of stormed in. They're like, where, where's all my money? You know, cause like he promised everybody like a 20% return, which that's pretty high, like for anybody, anything really. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, my thought is like these poor people, like they, I think there was a lady that had, and I'm sure there's a bunch more out there of victims that had to like claim bankruptcy basically for this. Like they lost their entire life savings that they worked for probably in some shitty job for, you know, 30 or 40 years. And they, they basically lost everything they made. So they basically can't ever retire now because of this asshole. Right. So that's pretty shitty. And it's like, how can you like wake up every morning and be like, well, I'm going to go and preach the word of God to all these people and sleep at night, steal all their money. Yeah. Like with my fake investments that, you know, it's like he made up a bunch of fake paperwork. I mean, the victims even said like they would send him pictures of like the, the property. I've had crap like that happen to me too in my own life, you know, where it's like you hire someone to do something and they're like, yeah, this is my work. Like, check out these pictures, you know, and like, it could just be so convincing. And then you find out that they're like, totally not what they said, say that they are. So it really sucks when you get swindled like that. I think so the the guy, Eddie Long, he came out and apologized because one of the ladies went to him and said, hey, what are you going to do about this? And he was like, I can't do anything. I don't have any money, Eddie Long. And I feel like he's a little bit to blame, too. I'm surprised yes. he didn't get more in trouble. But I guess there's no legal uh, reason, but I would, she left that church because she was basically like, this is, this kind of crap. Why did you bring this person here? Did you know him? Did you know he was going to do this? Yeah. I think they just blindly trusted him and that's their fault. And so those churchgoers trust Eddie Long and Joel Osteen. They trust him and they go and listen to him once a week. And right. for hours, and they're probably friends outside of, you know, a lot of them hang out together and stuff. I don't know, but I just think they should have been uh, held accountable a little bit more. 
Yeah. Because they're, they're really brought them in in the first place and they should have vetted them. They should, they should have looked at all their paperwork because the paperwork was just, it looked to me like it was just him printing out like newsletter and typing things up himself. It wasn't like official stocks paperwork or anything like that. It looked kind of unofficial to me, but official enough to make it look real, I guess. They said yeah. some of it was real. They said some of the investments were actually investments. They didn't make 20%, but they were right. Real. Yeah. Just enough, apparently, to keep people. Oh, right. Yeah. Like he just went around and bought bad investments and dumb stuff here and there just to make it look like he was actually doing something for them, which he wasn't. Yeah. I think he's supposed to be in jail for 10 years or 15 years or something. It's not long enough for that much money. I don't think you should be in jail forever. Yeah. Um, but they pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So that's weird that that was ended up being the charges. Well, it's it's probably their lawyer got them like the least, you know, lesser charge if they pleaded for that instead of probably the hundreds of victims that he swindled. Which, mm -hmm. honestly, like, for that, it's like you would think his sentence would be, like, life in prison, basically, for ruining people's lives like that. Because, you know, these poor people, like, they're going to never get that back. Ever. They'll ever. never see that, you know. And I, I just also think it's disgusting, like, people like Joel Olstein, who is, a, like, probably a multi-billionaire, millionaire, I don't know what the hell he is. But why aren't you helping these people out, Joel, you know, if you're so preachy? This is all Joel is doing. <laughs> yeah. So inspired by that song. I know. It's it's a good one. It's a good one, Starfish, for this episode, I think. Yeah. It's like just a total train wreck. And I mean, I just feel bad for all these people that were totally swindled <sighs> by this jerk, you know. Well, that's the thing. They they call the, even people who weren't swindled uh, re, in reading a lot of these stories about um, they call it religious giving is a the term of not just giving to the church necessarily uh, these people invested money but sometimes when you're just donating you know you just put the money in the tray right or in some churches you actually have, they give you envelopes and you fill out the envelope right yeah but some people with religious giving. When they die, they donate all their money to the church, and then the church ends up using it for something else, like something they would never have supported. So I just think this is a cautionary tale for people who are giving their money to churches to not just assume that because it's a church, they're using it well, and they're using it wisely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think people definitely need to become aware of that issue just in general. It doesn't matter what church you're donating to or where you're going you should really pay attention to where, where that money is going exactly. Cause I just feel like it really funds things that you probably wouldn't want to fund if you knew what, where it was going, you know? Right. I read a story about how one of them donated millions and it was never for something that person would have supported. Like they were extremely against that thing. Even if we all think it's great, it's, it's a great thing. And the church thought it was great. Those people never would have wanted that. So just to, it's almost like a will, you know, when, if you're going to, yeah. if you're going to give it to them, make sure you're very clearly outlined. These are the only things I want you to ever use it for. But this was a little bit different where it was kind of an investment. And that's why I felt like, gosh, this was particularly insidious because those pastors brought this guy in and let him basically take advantage. So, 
Yep. Well, that's just super a, terrible. That's the story of a uh, Gary and Anita Dorios. Yep, and they're still out their money. And the lady speaking in the clip was Anita, by the way. Yeah, the one one talking about her experience. So, sorry, Anita. Yeah. Darn. Well, at least he's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. <laughs> bye bye, Efri. Yeah, bye bye. All right. Great episode, Mary, Mary Contrary. Yeah, that one. I almost told you, Mary Starfish. give some things to you. Yes, that's right. I'm going to be giving something to you. Not only by the end of the show, you're going to have an opportunity to get a free copy of this book. You're also going to get a number of other bonuses that I'm going to give you. I call it reverse sow seeing. I'm going to sow a seed into your life, and this information and knowledge that I'm going to transfer it to you, you'll be able to take it and apply it to create success and wealth, not only for yourself, your family, the community, and ultimately God's kingdom. So stay tuned. Don't move. Get a pen, get a piece of paper, and take lots of notes because we're going to get down into the details of how this stuff works and what you can do right now in this economy to be able to build wealth. And you're watching Creating Success from the Inside Out with Ephraim Taylor. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Real Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We look forward to having you on our next one.